Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. (laughs) And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what is happening in the world of social media and I'd say digital marketing. Today, we have Doc Rock with us. And he just launched a new course. And he's also had some longstanding membership communities. We're going to talk to him about both of those things. We're going to talk about why you should consider launching your own membership community or course, how to launch one of your own, what platforms we use, what format, how do you keep that content fresh and that uh, that your members engage. And then we're also going to talk about how you go about promoting it, getting members to join, join it and make it thrive. So we're excited to have you here today. Yes. And if you don't know Doc Rock, we're going to introduce him because he is amazing. He is a thinker. He's a creator, a candlestick maker. No, he's just a maker. He's a YouTuber, a trainer, speaker, podcaster, moderator, designer, and a whole lot more. He is personally on a mission to positively touch a billion people's lives by collaborating and sharing stories and ideas. And I have seen him do this as long as I know him. He is the community manager at Ecamm Network, the sponsor of the show. And last year, Doc uh, founded the Let's Get Live community, which has helped provide a you know, rapidly expanding platform for people who to help one another, to learn and grow together. Uh, it's an amazing community. He's an amazing person. I'm so happy that he is back on the show with us today. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm so stoked to have you. So today we asked you to be on the show because we wanted to talk about this new course. We wanted to give you a chance to talk about it, tell our audience about it, so we can kind of set that platform so that we're you know for the rest of our discussion. So talk to us about this course of yours that you have on Kajabi. Okay, so I I've been in radio for a while before I got into the whole streaming thing. And uh, one of the things that I love the most about radio is back, you know, during that period, like the heyday of what was sort of the hip hop heyday, which was around early 90s to like 98. I was, you know, doing lots of shows and we, were, we had a lot of concerts here. So I got to interview tons and tons and tons of people. And my boss was a real stickler about like doing interviews that wouldn't be the same old cliche interviews. So, for instance, if I was to interview Mariah Carey, I would not ask her a single thing about all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> Why? Because everybody asks her that. And that's it. The audience already knows all of that stuff. Everybody knows this number one Christmas song. Everybody knows, like, you know, the people who helped her work done or whatever. She's given that answer about 5,100 times. So he was like, you know, come up with something better, more fun. You know, it's not about digging deeper or catching a gotcha if you will, unless that's something that you know that person would be happy to share. Like, you guys know me. You can ask me anything. I'm going to go in. 
Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if I, if I know that my person is a little afraid or standoffish or whatever, there's a way the host can make them feel comfortable. And normally you can tell you've been to these shows where maybe the guest started out a little quiet, a little apprehensive. By the end of the show, the ghost, the, the host, the ghost, oh, double check. <laughs> <laughs> the host is, I mean, the guest is animated and like throwing all the fire and the audience is like, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. everybody's super happy. That's when you know the host did a fantastic job with the interview. I working in my job now, I get to see so many people doing amazing interviews, having guests come on. And they can't squeeze a single drip of water out of a 40 gallon tank of water. And I'm like, I think I can fix that. I think I can help people learn how to interview better. And so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it, not just for the host themselves, but even to teach them because the best thing a, a, a streamer or anyone else can do to grow their show is be a guest on other shows. Mm -hmm. um, I have this friend and I was on his show last year and I swear he tweets about me every day. And I appreciate that because I'm like, my Twitter following is growing. My other following is growing thanks to Jeff because <laughs> Jeff <laughs> tweets it all over and over again. So like, hey, people, you don't know if you're trying to grow your show. Come on this show. <laughs> Jeff knows what he's doing. Right. And, and Grace, right. They know what they're doing and they ask good questions and they make you feel good. It's like we were hanging out at the restaurant in in uh, Texas, Grace, and singing Aretha Franklin. <laughs> you know? So that, that's when you know it's a it's a good interview, right? Right. And I really think I can help people get to that and, and help them shake the dust off of some of this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, and I, and I did some digging, you know, I looked at your course, you know, you told me when you launched it, and um, I, I wanted to ask a question because you also run this peak performance um, squad kind of membership group. And can you tell us kind of what that is and how this, how, how it works? Okay, so my membership group is called the Drop Squad, and I just needed something that sounded good, <laughs> so I came <laughs> up with Doc Rock Performers, and it was because I deal with a lot of streamers all the time, but I also get this group of folk who mean it, like, I really want to do this, I'm going in, you know, I'm working my face off, and I want to make sure that I can provide the best value. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll take you under my wing and I'll show you what I know. And I think part of it had to do with, I could not absolutely complete my mission by myself. It's, it's worldly impossible. I can't positively mm -hmm. impact a lot of billion people by myself. But I remember the Fabergé commercial when I was a little kid, right? So if I can help two streamers and they can help two streamers and right. so on and so on and so on, then next thing you know, we all look like Heather Locklear and we're killing it. So that's, that's awesome. sort of what started. Awesome. So the question, and and because I've been digging into this because I'm trying to decide uh, about launching community and some other things just personally for my business, but can you tell me why you chose buy me a coffee over Patreon? In the beginning, <laughs> yes. I'm actually getting rid of the buy me a coffee this year, but in okay. the beginning I chose buy me a coffee over Patreon because Patreon was a little clunky. I had Patreon actually, and like, you know, things as a, as a smaller creator, someone just starting out, 
Actually, I don't like the word small creator. Let me take that back. As a creator just starting out, um, when you do Patreon, you're waiting like 90 days before you could ever even see a single stitch of the money, right? So if you mm-hmm. came out of the gate and you had 100 patrons, you had 90 days before they would give you a drip of it. Right. And a lot of times the people that are doing this from a monetization standpoint, they're doing it because they need to. Right. Buy Me A Coffee was set up in a manner that if you're using Stripe, it was almost the same day. If you're using PayPal, it was like two days later. Right. Um, where Buy Me A Coffee ran into some, some trouble, and it's not not that they're a bad service. They're a fantastic service. But they lost their thing with PayPal for some reason. And then they kind of got so big real quick because it was really helpful. They kind of lost their way. I know that uh, the Sonny and the guys down there running it, they're doing a great job of trying to get everything together. But... um. I just found after I started this Kajabi thing, it's a lot easier. So I might move it into Kajabi. If not, I have you screen too, thanks to, you know, Rob mm-hmm, Buddy. Mm-hmm. So I might just leave it there. Right now I'm currently running it through uh, Ustream, and that's at um, creatorcoach.life. Cool. Awesome. So uh, there's some, we have some great comments, some people uh, stopping by. It's great to see Mia Voss. She's been, oh gosh, since the beginning. And I'm going to say it for Chris Stone's sake, since Google Plus, um, me and I have been connected. <laughs> she goes, still the best intro and you're not. Yes, we've been using that for a while. Uh, Mia, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and Katie says, I don't know uh, that Doc makes candles. That was my joke, Katie. So yeah, thank you for picking up on that. And she also says, Kajabi is the bomb. I know a lot of people who have said the exact same thing. They really, really, really like Kajabi. Uh, so thank you, Katie, uh, Katie, for stopping by today. Uh, I do want to big, do a big shout out to our sponsors and not just because uh, Doc is here, but want to big shout out to Ecamm, the sponsors of the show. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They're uh, what makes this show possible. But I have some really great news that uh, Katie told me to talk about was that Ecamm 4.0 is beta testing right now. It's going to be incredible. It includes multi-streaming, up to 10 guests, isolated video. That is huge, folks. Isolated video. And a new camera switcher, among other things. You can try that if you go to ecam.com forward slash beta if you are want to be on the cutting edge and see what's going on. And also, Vlogmas started December 1st, and they're doing weekly challenges in the community and on Discord. Uh, you can tune into uh, Ecamm News Now each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern to get the week's challenge. So, Doc, I'm sure you're all up in that, too, as well. Um, Actually, this year I didn't do Vlogmas, and that's because I was spending the last two weeks of the year in Kyoto. And unless everybody wants all their videos in Japanese, then no. (laughs) (laughs) They might. I mean, they might. Not saying no to that, right? I love Kyoto live stream no Kutaga. You know, like, yeah, people be like, what? That's crazy. You're, you're going to go crazy trying to translate that. Katie <laughs> hates when I speak Japanese on the flow. She's like, the script just goes blah. I know. Oh, it's also funny because um, they're you know, like when Ian's on, sometimes it has a little trouble with accents. So uh, it's always fun to have to go train it a little bit. But uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, first section, we're talking about launching a course. So, Grace, yeah. take us away. You got some great stats. Yeah, absolutely. And anyone, people watching, watching us live, drop in your questions. If you're interested on the cusp, thinking about maybe, I don't know, looking for something different for this coming year, looking for something to uh, help promote and help take your brand to the next level, drop your questions here about launching course or membership site, because we are 
going to talk about the why, the why behind it, then we're going to talk about the how. So online courses and memberships are one of the best ways for creators like us to level up and generate some additional income from their well-earned expertise and knowledge. And there's a reason why a lot of brands are hopping on the chance to launch their own membership communities. Uh, subscriptions have exploded in popularity over the last couple of years. Not surprising since, you know, we had that little thing where we were stuck inside and, and uh, didn't, and, uh, you know, video, online courses, everything just virtually exploded. But dot, um, you know, but it didn't stop there because projections show that paid subscriptions are looking to grow by 50% by 2025, which is not actually that far away, to $3 million in the U.S. alone. So that is a significant revenue pie. We already know that there's a lot of companies jumping in on this. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I know what you're thinking. Oh, my gosh, it's a lot of work and to get all the content out there and to sell it's so overwhelming. But on the other hand, you have the expertise that people are willing to pay to learn. So we've invited Doc here to talk about both of these things. And we wanted to take us to the finish line, Doc. If someone is just like, I don't know, I'm kind of on the edge. Like, what are we going to say to them to get them like to that next level of like encouraging them, believing in them, helping them uh, on the why? Why should we create a course or membership site? Okay, so the most important one is you do not do what I did. I poo-pooed <laughs> in for like a year and a half. From way back, Stephanie told me, Evie told me, Kelly, uh, Millie Norbert, blah, you know what I'm trying to say. Right. There are no, God damn it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Kelly um, Marabella, yes. Kelly. Thank you. Why my tongue is got stuck behind this caffeine, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Everyone told me to do this. And then, like, you know, Diana is my best friend. And Diana was like, dude, you need really need to stop. And for me, my first challenge was I have seen the people who every five seconds, it seems like every other word was course. Or right. they would be like, well, I know the answer to this question, but I can't tell you. But it's in my course. And if you sign up for a course, I'll tell you, I kind of just, that gives me the oogies. <laughs> Especially since I know they got the information from the internet or from me. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be that person. But one day uh, I was out and we were actually, I think we were in Dallas and I was talking to somebody and I heard this nugget and the nugget was really, really good. And they said, you could give the information for free, just give it away, but put the implementation in the course and then sell that. And then you're not, worried about being that person who's like not wanting to help people because you know it's hiding behind your course and that kind of resonated with me finally and then somebody else has told me you're going to run out of ability to do the things you want to do if you don't put yourself in a position to monetize what you're doing right and being a person who fully fully invested into the ikigai mentality uh especially it's an okinawan thing and, and you know the, the whole world likes to say it's a japanese thing and the whole world likes to pronounce it wrong and call it ikigai which hurts my face it's ikigai e as in good key as in life guy as in way good life way um sorry japanese major people deal with me uh i was like i gotta do this i really really gotta do this and it was when we were at podcast movement and I watched professional podcasters do a crappy interview mm. and I was like oh 
man, all the good interviews are happening in our booth. At least everybody in our booth knows what they're doing. But the rest of these people might need some help. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, it, it'd be an absolute a-hole move for me to keep that information to myself and not share it with other people. That's actually more of an a-hole move than being afraid to launch a course because you didn't think you would you know, provide the right value and continue to help people for free. So that's why. So I want to kind of dive deeper into that and ask, okay, you mentioned you give it away from free, but the impl- implementation is inside your course. Can you kind of give it a, like a deeper example of what you mean by that? So, I mean, cause yeah. I mean, Jay bear has a quote and I use it all the time. He says, you know, uh, just because everybody has the ingredients doesn't make them a chef. And I think that's what you're, you're showing them how to, put it together inside of the course. So can you kind of go deeper a little bit on that? Well, yeah, I figured you just said sort of the analogy I would use, right? We would always have things like, you know, Emerald Lagasse or other chefs come on and and show you this stuff on TV and you would see it real quick. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to know how to do it, do it. You needed to go to to CIA or something and literally sit there with the chef and learn how to do it correctly. Like if you want to know how to really, really uh, flip a French omelet, yeah, it, it requires some work. And I mean, I'm telling you what, I'd probably pay a thousand dollars to spend a day and a half with Terry Black to learn how to make them damn ribs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You okay. know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So wait, yeah. Sure, you've seen it on TV. You've watched the, you know, the competitions. You know, they got it in the brine and they clean it off and they like put it on the grill a certain way and they make a little sauce. I've seen those competitions. My ribs are good, but they ain't like what I had when I was in Dallas. So like I want to go to class, right? I want to go to class. I went to place in Austin, uh, Smithies, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. I want to go to class and learn from them cats, like how to be a straight up pit boss. Like, and so that's what I mean. I I, I hope that makes sense. It does. And you can come to my house because I'm going to be smoking some pork butt uh, today. Um, You my house. We smoking something. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the question I wanted to, to ask, too, is like, you know, the benefits of creating a membership community around your brand. And you've kind of ta- touched on this expertise, expertise and content. A lot of people and I, I'm thinking this is when you were talking about the implementation. They call it cohort courses. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Adrian Salisbury does that kind of things where they come in and they actually work together with you and kind of hold your hand with a certain amount of people and they go through like, okay, I'm going to build this with you together, like in a classroom. Is that what you do in your course? Or do you have like certain yeah. modules that you like, okay, watch this and watch this, watch this. How do you run your, your no, course? I'm doing the first one at the cohort uh-huh. for the simple reason that I want to be hands-on. I want to see what's out there and I want to see if it is viable as a recorded course. I don't think so because I believe for this particular course in itself, it does require require someone to like help you know squeeze the extra juice out the onion and and, and get in there and and get you learning things and i don't think you can do that just from watching the video because many of the people who signed up have watched a lot of interviews and yet they still do the mistake stuff right Mm -hmm. so i i definitely think this one might work and if i find that it does work as a recorded situation i'll put it there as a possibility but i really wanted to get in there like you said and get get the hands dirty it just seems like more. Gotcha. Well, now I'm nervous because I'm interviewing you and I, I feel like I'm being graded. So uh, I'll let Grace take this next part. <laughs> you guys are great, man. You guys are great. Um, you know what? I, I'll give away a freebie. Like I said, I'll okay. tell you all the information off the top of my head. But if you want to know how to do it, do it. Uh, here's a pet peeve of mine. I want you to listen to interviews this whole weekend and watch when the host asks a question 
and then start answering the question or seeding the answer or guiding the guests. And I'm, I want to throw my TV when they do that. That you're supposed to ask the question and shut up. It's it's like this TV reporter's like somebody's house was just swept away by the flood, and it's like, are you feeling sad right now? Can you explain how you're feeling? I mean, like, oh my gosh, stop! Of course. Anyway, so that's a big pet peeve. Knows that. So what, what what more information or sensory information can that person give to the folks at home? Everyone would be sad if their house got swept. Right. Don't right. ask that question. Yes, right. I agree, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Grace. Sorry, this is going to be a fun show. No, go ahead. That's, no, this is this is too fun. I mean, we could just go on and on and with Doc just talking about whatever. But you know, we do have a show. We did write questions, so you kind of alluded to this a little bit in, in the like earlier, where you know we are in the B two B digital marketing space. We've we are on strategists, creators, influencers all the time. We've been at all parts of the industry over our, our time here, and it is fraught, fraught with self-promoting talking heads, you know the type who have a lot of pizzazz, but not a lot of clients or a lot of actual studies, but they claim expertise. We all know the type. As I was writing this question, I was like, am I the type? Am I the drama? Is it me? I try not to be, because I do try to bring people on that actually do know what they're talking about, like you, Doc. And so, you know, we've got these people that are pulling you into their online course, their membership consulting. You kind of alluded to this earlier, like I said. But talk to us about how you set yourself apart from these types who seem to have more style than substance, I would say, which is a nice way of saying what I want to say, uh, especially when it comes to marketing yourself to new people who might be new to the industry or new to this type of thing or new to this type of, you know, creating content. and but are coming to learn. So how do you, how do you set yourself apart from all that, from the hype? You know, I, I will say that first of all, your question is on point and you are not one of those people. I think you and I were both the kids that when we opened our mouth up, a light came on the side cause we're cool as a refrigerator. Um, <laughs> but I will say I'm an acquired taste. I am pickle pig feet, right? I am not for everybody. And the reason for that is, is I will always be raw with you. I'm not the coach that's going to be like, oh, well, you know, your feelings are important and blah, blah, blah. This is business. Your feelings ain't important. Your emotions are not important. What's important is factual. If I can see it, touch it, feel it, taste it, if it's tangible, I can help you with that. All of that woo stuff, I can't do that. It's not me. I'm a, you know, old soldier, you know, drill sergeant type. I'm coming in for the heat. So I think I attract the people who are really serious about growing and does not mind a size 12 Adidas in the rear if it's going to make them better and they make their people better. Like, and so I... I think I set myself apart because I don't hold any punches. I'm very, very raw. And the people who can handle that, they seem to love it. The people who can't, I'll tell them, hey, go to the other place or whatever. And I've actually had a person in the past who said to me, don't you think like you would get more students if like you were nicer? And I'm like, yeah, everyone knows I'm nice, but I don't, there's a difference between nice and like, you know, being factual. This is just factual. We have way too many people that are, are sold on their their BS, a.k.a. belief system, which is supposed to be soft and touchy and cuddly feely. And it doesn't have to be that you can be nice and, and genuine, but you could also make sure that the facts are the facts and things like your feelings aren't important to what we're doing. Like this right. is tech, man. Tech, tech don't have no feelings. 
Like it knows so, what it's doing. So, so you're making you yourself do- you're you're making yourself sound like like a, a tyrant, and you're not because I've seen you in the community. And so you, you do it in love. So I mean, you very much yeah, you know. Yeah. And the reason you do it that way is because you care and you want to make people better, and you don't want to to you want to cut through the the junk to get to what the heart of the problem is and help people fix it and move to the next level. So I don't want you to dog on yourself too much. So no, I think, I think you for saying it. You know why? When I worked at Apple, Steve told us if you have to change the light bulb more than three times, the average person will just keep changing light bulbs. But here at Apple, we want to know what's wrong with the lamp or what's wrong with the socket. Yeah, You know, we're not just going to throw new light bulbs at the problem. That was one of the first things Steve Jobs taught us at Apple. Like, we want to get to the root core of the problem. So I've, since that time, I've been very much like that. I want to know what is the root cause. Right. Mm. Awesome. Very, very cool. So see, now there's two people I'm connected with who worked with Steve Jobs, Guy Kawasaki and Doc Rock. So you're in good company. <laughs> and we're both from Hawaii. That's and right. I, Guy was one of the first people I met when I got into tech. Oh, that's cool. That's really I cool. His, I have his OD book before it was published. The um, It was such a great line in there about bozacity. And that's why I was like, I love this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, over the past, uh, the past few years, you know, community has been a buzzword and I'm really, I mean, that's why we do the show. We love the community. We love the Katie and Mia and all the other people are in here watching and over on LinkedIn and every place. I love community and it's, but it's been a buzzword for like tech startups looking, you know, to sell a product. Um, if the, you know, it's, it's kind of based on social use, like a useful social network. So community is just kind of thrown out there because we've seen a rise in community focused startups like Clubhouse, um, Nextdoor, Growth Mentor, and some companies are doing really well, but others, you know, see that consumers weren't willing to pay for fees in exchange for advice found online, quote, for free, like we've kind of been talking about. So how can we make paying for an online membership community worthwhile, valuable, and indispensable to your members? Because I see these membership uh, gurus talking about churn rate and all this stuff. And my yeah. feelings is, is when I, when I start a community, I want people to be there in the long haul community to me, is it something you go to quickly at a buffet and just take your food and leave. You want to sit down at the table and talk and have a conversation and grow together and learn together and that kind of stuff. So how do you do that for your group doc? Um, first of all, I don't, pay attention to churn rates or algorithms or all of those other words. And I know they're real and I understand that they can really help you gather good information. But if you're worried about that, you're not worried about the actual folks. What I do know is I know my people's birthdays. I I know about their kids and their dogs and the favorite things that they're into. And I actually pay attention to my community members. Like I really don't care what a churn rate is. Um, And I think that helps. So for me, I think the most important thing was before I ever turned it on, I gave so much value to the people that they were looking for a place or a way to return the favor. They were looking for a way to pay me back. And I think that is the best way to lead into building a community. I was threatened by my members before there was a community that I needed to turn it on. Because they were like, I'm tired of you giving me everything and I don't have a way to give you something back. This is really upsetting me because I don't live like that. And I'm that way. And so when DJ Strick actually did it, he (laughs) called me one night. It was like uh, it was New Year's Eve. 
and we, actually, I take that back. It was right after Christmas, and we were doing a thing where we were all jumping on his stream, you know, happy holidays type right. stuff. And he told me, like, man, I'm gonna stop talking to you if you don't find a way to turn on your community or turn on the membership or give us a way to pay you because it's unfair the amount of work and effort that you put in to help everybody and you don't give us a way to pay you back and people don't sit well like that and i didn't think about that but i'm that way i can't keep coming to grace house without bringing something like in our community that's not a thing you know it's, yeah. it's weird here i am black half puerto rican but i was raised asian so my, my mom and dad are you know korean i show up to people's house with something you don't come empty handed you just don't that's not a thing <laughs> right and and so i think that's it i think that's it wanting to make sure that you give them an opportunity to help you because the thing that i can't stand right now you know you talk about buzzwords jeff i hate hearing the word burnout there is no such thing as creator burnout if you're on purpose. If you're doing what you're doing on your purpose, on your mission, not a passion, that's a whole different subject. And in a way, it's been oversold. Mm -hmm. But when you're on purpose, like you wake up every day needing to do this, you will never get burned out. Purpose is the most awesome analgesic. It's a painkiller. It's, you know, a massage. It's a comfort blanket. Purpose is everything. It just is. Mm, mic drop moment there. That's really good. Thanks, Doc. See, and we were both silent, right? We we're both That's silent, right. just like, in awe. This uh, is this is the magic of Doc. Tweetable so, moment. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it is a tweetable moment. So, Doc, do you think that membership communities, because I mean, we're, we're focused on growth and thriving and getting people in, but do you think that they should have a cap? And this might be more applicable to groups, Facebook groups, online groups, than it is maybe on a membership community. But we have seen in our history that uh, there are groups that just get too big, right? They get too big, unmanageable, they get unwieldy. And so when should you, when do you know when you should cap it or limit it? You talked about uh, building your course around cohorts. And uh, I mean, the first question a lot of people says like, oh, we have this great thing. How do we make it scale? But do we need to make it scale? Like where, where are the limits? Help us with figure that out. Okay, so what I did for my, my community at first is I, for the baseline community, there is no cap. But I wanted to make sure that it wouldn't be just me saying all the stuff that I do that would go that would get old real quick. So I created a couple different levels. I had this secret squirrel level that's like seven of the people that are like heavy hitters, right? They right. just do everything, they work really hard or whatever. And then I have my gold group, which is my highest performers, and then I have a bronze group. I don't have a silver because there's too many steps. I want you to know that if I out of after bronze, you're ready for gold, right? And the my secret scroll group was originally capped at that original seven and it was gonna stay at that original seven. And I can't add anybody to that seven. Only they can. Mm which is amazing, right? And so you know all of these people and you can tell because they're like, oh, that's Doc's people. So when we go to Podcast Movement, you know, there's Big Rich, you know, Big Rich is there, Keely is there, um, you know, Silver Line and Home Place, Dina is there, Rob Valls, like the, like the heavy hitters, these are the guys that are working really, really towards everything they do, Michelle Lawrence. And so if I can't be somewhere for, for whatever reason, I'm on the road, I'm traveling, I do whatever. Any one of the six of those, Alec Johnson will just run the class, right? And everybody knows that they are like deputies, if you will, if I'm going to be the sheriff, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. 
the, everybody knows that deputies can run a thing. And I think you have to do that. I think you have to put yourself in a position where you are training some people to be at the same level you are. So they're your contemporaries because that way you can expand the group and get to more people. If you have something that good to, to share or that good to teach, yeah, you're going to run out if you're by yourself, you know, and, and you think you take it back all the way to like, you know, karate school, right? The the original masters, they had to build dojos where their students, their people graduate and open their own dojos. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be the worldwide sport that it is. It'd be still stuck in Okinawa. Mm. So I, it sounds like me, those seven that you're talking about are almost a mastermind. It sounds yeah. like it's just, it's, it's another word. I hate for- that word. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it is. I mean, that's what it is. It's. It sounds like. You, you, no, no, no. We gotta explore. You hate that word. Is that what you said? Why do you hate it? Yeah, absolutely hate that word. Um, you know, there was in a way there was these uh, terminologies that people use a lot, and I've been in quote unquote masterminds that I've been invited to, and not a single person was master anything. They just, you know, if you can buy your way into a mastermind group, um, it could be just a label. I'm not going to say any bad, but normally it's not going to work. Right. A mastermind group requires that you have something to bring to the table as well as them. And you guys are going to work cohesively and work together. And that's a whole different situation. So it's just a terminology. And I like to fix words because words is how our brain works. Words is how we think. And if we say words wrong or, you know, just in a manner that doesn't have the meaning that you want it to have, you behave differently. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. I just kind of don't like that word because I've been to the, the B&I lunches where everybody is really just trying <laughs> to make you buy something from them, not they're designed to help each other out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I can't do this. And I've been to B&I's, which are dope. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do it in a B&I, it kind of dem- matters on the other people in your in your spot. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It- I just try to I hate words like burnout and yeah. Mastermind and whatever. You need to move to East. You need to move to East Texas, and that way you can fix all the words here. Like, uh, did you? Did you? Did you bring your truck with you? Did you? So there you go. Um, Oh my god! (laughs) We talk about this quite a bit. Or like, there's just certain words in our language that have meaning, and and we know what it means, and then they quickly become into the buzzword trap. And it doesn't mean that they don't mean what they're supposed to mean, but they, when they get into buzzword land, that's when you're just like, oh, you know, so totally understand what you're saying, where there's, there's the word and what it means. And then there's people that use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I really hate, which everybody tells me to stop hating it. Cause it's not a bad word, but I think just so many people use it wrong that it, it I don't like the word funnel. I'm uh-huh. going to get you to the top of my Funnel is violent, fam. Like, I don't want to get there and then spiral down and get spit out the bottom. No, that just sounds violent. And if you go into thinking that you're treating your people that way, you're not going to give them everything you need to give them because your brain does what you say it does. And so a yeah. funnel is designed to come in at the top, spiral you violently and spit you out the end. I'll use ecosystem. Mm. I want to get you in my ecosystem. You're I'll, not coming out. I'll just say, hey, come into my vortex. That's what I want. Uh, that feels even more violent, Jeff. I'm sorry. I grew up in Kansas, so we saw those all the time. Yeah. All righty. So something that's not violent and is amazing and is scalable and there's no cap on it is our sponsor, Ecamm. I'm seriously, they have the best community that you could want to join if you want to live stream, if you want to up your presentations, if you want to up your podcast. Um, there's just so much stuff Ecamm can do. But it's, I mean, it's a great tool. Don't get me wrong. But the community 
I, I seriously, there is nothing like it. It is amazing. Doc is in charge of that. Uh, you can tell his passion for community and teaching. Um, and if you aren't in it and you have Ecamm, you need to get in it because it's amazing. You can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. If you've never tried it before, uh, you need to because it is a fabulous program and even a better community. So make sure to check them out. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Now we're going to go into what I think you've already done or you're still in the middle of, Doc, is we're going to be talking about launching this membership, right? So we found this quote online, or Grace found this quote, and it's the best way to start a successful community is to build the one you need yourself. And this was Allison uh, Medina. She's the founder and CEO of Tech Ladies, the largest community of women in tech. Um, So I thought that was a great quote that Grace found. But, you know, we want to talk about the how of building membership community online, you know, starting with what uh, platforms and technologies are available to help you build one. I mean, Katie already mentioned she loves Kajabi. Uh, there's there's hundreds of membership platforms to consider. Um, I, I've tested a lot of them myself. Um, but what do we need to consider or think about when it comes to selecting a membership platform? Is there any that you personally recommend? Um, I... At the beginning, I liked what was going on with Buy Me a Coffee. I hope they can get their act back together. They have a competitor called Kofi, which is good. Patreon is good. I just recently discovered Samcart. Uh, mm-hmm. Samcart's a little cheaper. It's only like $59 a month, I believe. And how I found them was super funny. They <laughs> they uh, took one of my streams and they roasted me. <laughs> and it was hilarious. But it was really good. It was very valuable information. Like They called it a takeover. Over and they were showing you where you know people like me are leaving money on the table as a creator and how you could expand. I think the cool thing right now, I believe Christmas, Sam card is like 40 bucks a month, so it's a good way to dive in if you're going to go in locally. But you should just do it. And the thing that messed me up with Kajabi, because way back then, all of the aforementioned people I said, they all said, Oh, jump with Kajabi. And I was like, Man, I don't want to pay 200 bucks a month for that. And it was silly because I lost my course. I, I, uh-huh. I covered a year of Kajabi in two hours. Oh, wow. Right? So it's really silly because. I tell people not to get that way about tools that are going to make your job easier. I tell people not to get that way. And a lot of people are still having a hard time with understanding that software as a service or software as a subscription is actually a better model. I can definitely tell you as a long-term Photoshop user and illustrator user, actually I used to be instructors for both. The program got better when we went to CC, when we went to Mm -hmm. creative cloud, program got better because it was no longer three years between updates. You were getting updates every couple of months. And they added so much more to the portfolio. All of those apps that were projects that were hiding in the background, they all just fell out because the, it allows the person who's providing the service to know a baseline of every month of what they're going to get. So it makes it easier. So as a course provider or membership provider, When you already know that you're kind of covered, you don't lose your heart in what I got to work on because you know that the lights will be okay, or you Mm. know that you got to go to the Piggly Wiggly and bring out a couple bags. (laughs) And so now you can focus on giving fire, giving heat, providing value to your community. So the way, I guess the easiest way is that, you know, 
I, you want to be the river and the river don't, you know, drink its own water, but sometimes, you know, a river needs help from the kin folks to keep it, you know, not polluted and flowing. And so this is why you have to have a membership so that you can continue to give the value that you're giving, allow people closer access to you. And that's really what it's all about. They want closer access to you. And so figure out what that is for you. Jump on something lightweight like Sam Cart or go all the way in with Kajabi. Because if, you, if we, what you have is really, really valuable, I swear you'll cover it in, in less than a month or so. I paid for Kajabi before my trial was up. Mm. Mm. That's a great recommendation. <laughs> right there. So let's say that of these hundreds and hundreds of options out there and I still haven't figured out or found what exactly I need and I decide to develop a membership site from scratch, uh, would you happen to know how much one would expect to pay a developer to create one for you? Like what is uh, what would that entail? You know... I wouldn't even do that anymore. And here's why. Actually, Squarespace now has memberships. So just watch any YouTube video, any YouTuber, and they will tell you, let's talk about Squarespace. And just <laughs> click their link and, and then sign up and you'll be done. Uh, a, a chimpanzee can spit out a, Square, a Squarespace site in about 15 minutes. So it should take the average human an hour. Like, it is that simple. And I had Squarespace until tomorrow, I've had it since the day they launched. Tomorrow, after tomorrow, so Sunday would be the first day since 2007 that I haven't had a Squarespace site because now wow. Kajabi just took that over. So, so I would just say, get a Squarespace site and run with it. Don't don't build sites. Or, nobody cares about your website anymore. That's kind of old. Right? Mm -hmm. People want to know what you're actually bringing them. So don't spend any seconds building this cute site. Right. So I have a, a follow-up question, another audible that I'm going to throw, Grace, before your next question. So you talked about your ecosystem or vortex. Um, I'm going to call it that now. Um, what's the biggest way you get people in? Is it through your YouTube channel? Is it through they hear about you in the community? How do you – I almost said funnel. How do you get people inside your ecosystem? I mean, like, is there a certain platform that does the best for you? Yeah, I think what I'm doing now, and I'm actually changing the strategy, so we're going to find out how it works. Um, I've been using YouTube and IG Reels as my discovery just by providing value. And the one thing I don't do, and marketing people are going to hate me for this. I you know, don't want to hear this, but you know, Doc will always say, what you don't want to hear, stop <laughs> selling your – stop selling your – just provide the value – and if you just keep doing that, you front load the value every time, people will be like, I want to know more. They will look. You don't have to tell them every five seconds. That's old. People are, excuse me, over it. People don't want to see gurus anymore. They want to see normal people. So I try to go on IG and YouTube and give like three or four for them and then one for me. Right. And and that way I'm never irritated with just constantly creating. I'm just always sharing all whatever's in my head, showing new products, showing whatever. And then people say, you know what? I really like this guy. He's always giving us the stuff. What else does he do? And then they look at your your LinkedIn bio or they look at your about page or they just stalk you and they find you and they come. I don't think you got to show up every five seconds. Hey, come join my course. Hey, come join my course. Hey, that's just like, come on. Like that's old and it doesn't work for the major brands anymore. So it's definitely not going to work for you. People are just 
yeah, marketers, we just have to start marketing different. And I think the way to do that is provide value and to let the people know that you're down for them first. They will come to you. If you don't have that confidence, you probably shouldn't be doing what you're about to do anyway. Mm. So I want a big shout out. So uh, this is uh, my friend Liz Wilcox says, these are facts. And we've had Liz on the show before. She is amazing. She is an incredible um, email uh, content creator. She's, she helped, she actually changed the way I write emails and my email subscriptions have gone up. So her course and her uh, membership is amazing. So if you haven't checked her out, make sure you do that. We're going to be friends. Yeah, you'll like Liz a lot, Doc. She is, she is your so people. Um, yeah. So, uh, but she has an, an incredible uh, course in, in the way she sells and everything. So, and if you'd like to sign up for my, and see what I'm doing with emails, go over to socialmedianewslive.com and just click on the newsletter uh, sign up button and you'll get those emails in your inbox because they are kind of fun. Liz has taught me yeah. that. So, yeah. all right. Sorry, Grace. Go ahead. No, I want to. So we are talking about the how of building a membership site and a course. Talk to us about organizing your information and your courses and membership. You already talked about how you create this cohort and you're learning together, and it's this very hands-on, juicing the onion type experience. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that, but okay. So talk to us about how you should go about or think about organizing this information and membership so that it provides value and people continue to be encouraged. Uh, so in the beginning, I just opened it first to get the flow going. Once mm-hmm. I had, say, more than 50 people in there, they started asking for the way they wanted it set up. So oh. we, moved, we moved from Facebook because <clears throat> Facebook groups are becoming more and more a challenge. And yeah. I know it's a tool that everybody knows. And this was the lie that we were told that we all believed it, including me, that well, everybody's on Facebook. Okay, first day of marketing school, um, Mrs. Noel Baker, my marketing teacher, said, if your customer is everybody, your customer is nobody. And she has never been wrong about that fact. (laughs) So you don't want to be on Facebook because when a user comes to Facebook, any person, including you, you're going to check up on friends and family, see what the high school reunion is, argue with your brother-in-law about politics or them cowboys, right? (laughs) Go Major Nation. Um, you know, and no, my brother-in-law, both of them, legit Cowboys fans. I can't stand them, too. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're going to stalk an ex. You know, you're going to stalk a soon-to-be ex or whatever. You might run into something you want to watch, and then you stay there, and you get involved, you get sidetracked. But you go there with no mission. Facebook is the freaking mall. Right. Even when you go to the mall to get new socks, next thing you know, you're down in the Milwaukee section. Like, what new tools do they got out today? So... I like YouTube because it's, you know, you go to YouTube to watch a video and that's it. So I think that having the mall mentality for Facebook is just a bad place. So I moved it to Discord and it's been the greatest thing I've ever done. There's Circle, which is cool. Um, there's other stuff out there, Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even do it directly in Kajabi and Sam, and Sam Cart. Um, but Discord has been the best for me. You guys should definitely talk to Keely, have her on one day. Yeah. Uh, Discord for creators. Uh, she's amazing. She really changed my life. And she's helping us make the Ecamm thing move from Facebook to Discord. We'll always keep the Facebook one open, but Facebook is just kind of a mess. So I wouldn't put it there. And mm-hmm. 
the reason, like Grace just said, the organization of the information on the Facebook wall is next to freaking impossible. Right. If somebody goes to look for a show that you guys did, you know, last year, you know, talking to, say, Eric, I might have a hard time finding that in Facebook. But in Discord, I can just type in Eric Fisher. Bam. There it is. You see him there with that look. And pop right up. That's it. That's I, I can look. find Eric. I can find Jim. You know, I can find Chris. I can find them in the heartbeat. But Facebook just doesn't work that way. So I think your audience will tell you, set it how you want to set it. Just put it out there. Don't let that be a blocker for you because you don't feel like it's organized. They will tell you. And if you don't afraid for them to tell you, ask them, hey, gang, I'm just putting this out there. Mm-hmm. It's a mess right now. We'll straighten it out. Once you guys get an idea of what works best for you, I'll make adjustments on the fly. Be vulnerable. Last line, and this is the bite. One of the most frustrating things to me is when people in the community say, hey, I want to do this, this, and this because I want to have a professional-looking stream. And I get super irritated and I blow smoke out my nose and I say, stop trying to look professional. Just be professional. The rest of yeah. it is automatic. You can come in in jeans and T-shirt if you're bringing heat. Nobody needs you to be like, hi, I'm Velvet Jones. Today, I'm going to teach you how to write a new book. Like, nobody wants to see that. That's yeah. old. That's over. You are real people. Preach, brother. All right. So, um by the way, I just saw that in Discord, it just rolled out subscriptions. So you can monetize yeah. Discord now. That's a new yeah, thing. You can run membership in Discord now. I think, now that I think about it, yeah, you could do that directly. So, yeah. yeah. That's really, really cool. Um, so how often, Doc, are you, like, engaging with the membership uh, with new content or prompts? Like, is it multiple, multiple times a day? Is it once a day, once a week? What is your kind of, like, schedule to go in there and engage? So we have two live streams a week, um, just because that's how I started. And then on Saturday, we do an hour long class or it's actually a, a get together of the minds. We do have a topic, but we, you know, everyone has a shot and that happens for all three levels every Saturday. So I spend three hours on the Saturday with them, you know, getting deeper, making sure everybody's moving somewhere, learning something, doing whatever. So that's kind of that. And then when I get something cool or new, like unbox this or unbox that or take something apart or break something on purpose, embarrass myself, mm-hmm. I'll do those things in the, in the community and whenever they come to be. And everybody is super stoked with that. That's you know, awesome. It, 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 I think everybody thinks it's going to take a lot. You're probably already doing it. But if yeah. you give them a spot where it can just get to you better than a comment in YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. it just works. You know, so when I'm in Albany, I spend every single day with Jim because Jim's my homie. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, 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 it's fun to to talk to him and, and Eddie, wild man Eddie. And uh, that's sort of what it is. It's just a, no different than if we were going to go to the hotel bar every night till two in the morning when we got to give a speech the next morning at night, Jim. That's that's Jim. All right. So um, last question. So, okay, so, so and we and we kind of covered this a little bit, but I want you to kind of dive in a little deeper. Say you find or create, you, you've heard the, the today's show, and you've got the ideal platform for your community. The content is fantastic; it's ready to go, and you even have an initial wait list of people prepared to get started. So now, what? How do you promote it? You know, how do you get members to join? How to make it thrive for you know the long term? You, you don't want to be a flash in the pan. You're not trying to just take their money. Do a two week course and then go. You want a community, you want to, to grow it. So how do you do that? And add value, value. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest one is you have to be open to let them dig a root. 
I think a lot of people, they don't want to be that close to the community, then don't start one. Because the community is a little different. If you just want to have a product, by all means, have a product, knock yourself out. When you start a community, you will start to care about them folks, and they will start to care about you. It is what it is. That's just how it works, right? When we do something, like the monthly Q&A, People show up to the Ken and Glenn monthly Q&A like Ken and Glenn with freaking Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> like, they, they come ready. They come ready. There's no more sound of silence in there. They just want to be there. Where the guys show up, everybody wants to be there. That's when you know you have a good community, when they solve problems. So oftentimes a moderator is like, oh, somebody is getting a little feisty in the community what should we do and we're like okay let's look and then we go back to look at the post a whole bunch of people have tried to hug that person and slow them down Mm -hmm. it's like they almost protect they almost protect us because they are so into the community and when you have that you know everybody is good like yeah we got to hang out you know in texas but i felt like we've known each other for way longer right yeah yeah. That's community to me, yeah. right? And it just comes from talking to each other all the time. You know good and well, if there's some new piece of tech and you don't quite understand, you know what, let me pop an answer to Doc real quick. So I'll get a you know a green dot. Is Jeff, hey, man, I got a question. No problem. Like, I'm happy to give you that information. It's I feel that we would actually hang out if we lived in the same spot. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and we would argue about whether there should be uh, vinegar or tomato or brown sugar in the barbecue sauce and be totally cool with that. Right. Um, and <laughs> I watched sugar, it the other way. day whittling something and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> me too. I'm with you. <laughs> I, I was like, I need to get my file. I, I remember how to do this from Boy Scouts. And Jeff yeah. was like whittling the nutcracker. I'm like, I can do that. Not yeah. lose a finger. <laughs> I want to see more of that. I think you don't have to promote it. I think you just got to do stuff and let people see you doing it. Let people see that you are fallible. Let people see that you're a regular person and they will want to be with you. I don't think you have to try to like um, sort of guide them or promote them or whatever. I honestly think if you just keep giving away good stuff, like there's no way, Grace, I'm going to let you keep making good cornbread. What I'd be like, look, man, can I just buy like five pans of this cornbread? And he's like, oh, I don't really sell it. Well, you're selling it today, sister. You know, here's a hundred bucks. Give me my cornbread. It's just how it is. And we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there before any of these computers ever come out. You've done some stuff, and somebody was like, man, you're so good at this. Can I just pay you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Babysitting, lawn cutting, car washing. Like, we all did it as teenagers. So you already mm-hmm. know the blueprint, and you want, you went to somebody else's course, and they psyched you out of the normal human being blueprint. So just be a mm-hmm. human. That's great. Well, Doc, once again, this has been a chock full of great information and I'm going to have fun uh, making all the little social posts with this one because there's I mean it could be the whole show but it's going to be I'm going to have to chop this thing up to death so uh, anyway I got work to do so we have to end the show but tell everybody where they can find you your course everything make it really clear for the podcast listeners because um, if you don't know or a part of Doc Rock's community you really need to be in it because as you can tell he is amazing so I created the course. It's <clears throat> wow, of course. Right when you say that, I get stuck. <laughs> That's right. Create better dot life. I I, I I could not believe this domain was open when I found it. I was like, oh my god, Hercules! <laughs> Create better dot life, and then the course is at. Uh, oh man, would I forgot what the heck it was? 
it's uh, creatorcoach.live. There you go. Creatorcoach.live. There you go. Those are two. Awesome. This has been, once again, a great show. Grace, um, I'll let you have the last word. Thank you, everybody who's watching, Jim and Katie and Mia, all you folks for stopping by. I appreciate you. We wouldn't have to do this without you. And Liz, yes. Yeah. Well, our next show is next week. We're going to have Ryan Coral on. We're going to talk about storytelling through video. He's someone that we've been trying to get on the show for a while, but scheduling and holidays and everything. So we're very excited about that. And it looks like or sounds like we need to do a show on discord jeff so we i know we we're gonna get her on she's i've seen her on ian's show she is amazing uh so we'll, we'll, we'll make get sure we do that and yep. thanks once again for everybody who watched the show thank you doc for being here thank you to our sponsors ecam and do not forget that this is also a podcast head over to your favorite podcast player of choice just do a search for social media news live and we'll come up we'd love for you to rate and review that really helps us out and with that we'll see you guys next time have a great weekend bye everybody bye, Social Media News Live.